This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson filling in once again for Sean Kelly. Happy Friday. You've made it to the end of the week and hope this Friday finds you well. I've got a lot of stuff going on this weekend, whether you're an LSU football fan, Tulane football fan, Saints or Pelicans, everything going on this weekend. Saints fly out tomorrow morning to San Diego as they take on the Chargers Sunday afternoon, 325 on Fox. Chris Myers, Rondé Barber, and Jen Hale on the call for your Fox team. And Pelicans leave this afternoon for Shreveport, Bossier City, and they take on the Mavericks tomorrow, preseason game number one at the CenturyLink Center there in Bossier City. So uh, lots of stuff to get to today on this Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. We already had one game in the books on the NFL side last night as the Bengals uh, beat the Miami Dolphins 22-7. to Not the most thrilling game, I would say. It looked like the Bengals were dominating most of that game, but can only rely on field goals and Mike Nugent, who hit five of them during the game as they won 22-7. to But the defense came up big for Cincinnati, and the uh, Dolphins couldn't get anything going on offense. The offensive line uh, struggled to keep Tannehill on his feet. But nonetheless, Cincinnati improved the 2-2. Two and two. Dolphins dropped to 1-3, and three, and that's how NFL Week 4 gets started um, this weekend. But hey, if you're a big NFL fan, which a lot of you are, Sunday should be fun because you'll have football all day long because the Colts and Jaguars face off in London, which means there'll be a game at, I think, 8.30 Central on Sunday morning. So you can wake up, watch that. Then you can watch noon games, including a big NFC South rivalry between the Falcons and Panthers. You can watch that at noon here locally. And then, of course, at 325, you watch Saints and Chargers. And then you have Sunday Night Football, Chiefs and Steelers. So for all those that want to sit and watch football all day and check your fantasy team, this Sunday is the day for you. So lots of stuff going on. Should be an exciting weekend. Hopefully the Saints can get back on track, get a win, and hopefully the Pelicans can get win number one in the preseason tomorrow night. I'll have details on that game for you because it's only going to be played on the radio. No television for Mavericks and Pelicans. I'll have that info for you in our last segment. On today's show, if you missed the Alvin Gentry show last night, again, new format, 7 to 8 every Thursday, except these next two Thursdays when the team is in China. We'll go live uh, from the Smoothie King Center studios. Sean Kelly will talk with Alvin Gentry. That part's not live, but the rest of it is. We'll take your calls. I gave away tickets last night. So we also had PJ Morton from Maroon 5. He's a keyboardist and vocalist from Maroon 5 and a huge Pelicans fan. I had him on last night, but in case some of you missed it, I'm going to replay that for you on today's show. We'll also complete our Saints and Chargers preview on this Friday with Annie Heilbrunn. She does it all in the San Diego area, works with the San Diego Union Tribune and NBC and Scout, um, a multimedia journalist there. Some great insight on what we can look for uh, for Sunday's matchup against the Chargers. Cassie Calvert and myself have that interview for you. So those are our two big interviews. We'll cover the Pelicans with P.J. Morton from Maroon 5 and Annie Heilbrunn with Chargers and Saints, and then we'll get you out of here and ready for this weekend's action. All right, when we come back, we'll start our preview. Let's say we'll finish our preview of Saints Chargers with Andy Halpern. Stay with us. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. 
Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. We continue to get you ready for Sunday's game between the Saints and the Chargers. Joining us now from San Diego, Andy Heilbrunn. She, she does it all. Multimedia journalist, San Diego Union Tribune, NBC. There's so many other ones that I'm probably missing. But, Annie, we're so glad to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited for uh, the Saints to be coming to San Diego. Yeah, it should be a big game there in San Diego. Saints <laughs> 0-3, Chargers 1-2. But, Annie, this Chargers team could easily be 3-0. They blew a big lead against the Chiefs and uh, led late against Indy. What have you seen through uh, from this Chargers team through three games? Yeah, it's amazing. The last few years, they have not had the leads in the first half that they had these first three games. And so you wouldn't, you wouldn't leave the game thinking, oh, they could have won that one. You know, every once in a while you would. But these three games, they've had the lead in the first half. That in, most, in most instances, they've had a big lead in the first half. And they were winnable games. If they didn't have the lead in the first half, then they had the lead in the final two minutes of the fourth quarter. And so they were winnable games They were if they could just hold on to the lead. So what you've really seen with the Chargers team is, you know, an ability to start, an ability to get ahead, but not an ability to finish. And that's been the big Achilles heel for them. So, Annie, one of the things that would be really interesting about this matchup is that it will be the first time Drew Brees plays back in San Diego after he left the Chargers in 2006. Do you think fans will have a warm reception to him? How do you think they'll respond to that? I think fans should have a warm reception for him. I think that he was a big part of San Diego. Fans really loved him, and they still do. He went on to make a great career for himself in New Orleans. He didn't have as much success as he had in San Diego as he's had in New Orleans. And, of course, the city of New Orleans has rallied behind him. But he meant a lot to San Diego, and he was always a respected, classy quarterback. He always played the game the right way, prepared the right way. So it's going to be interesting to see if there are, you know, boos and things like that. I think if that happens, it's more of a uh, wanting to be behind Phillip Rivers than it is a slight on Drew Brees, if that makes sense. So, um, but, but I think for the most part, people will be happy to see him back. Isn't it a little crazy that this is the first time Drew is coming back to San Diego and he's been in New Orleans for 10-plus years? It's amazing. You know, you look at all the matchups that uh, the NFL likes to do for entertainment factors, and you think that this would have been one earlier, you know? So, you know, of course, it hasn't worked out that way, but uh, but I think it's 
when when you look at this game and you realize he hasn't been back to San Diego for to play a game, it's, it's remarkable. Uh, I want to get into this Chargers offense because it's pretty intriguing to me. When you look at a guy like Melvin Gordon, who didn't have a touchdown all year last year, already has four in the first three games. What's different about this Melvin Gordon than, say, last year's? Yeah, he really has a lot more confidence. That's something that's been um, good for him this year. He Last year, he put a lot of pressure on himself. He really wasn't able to maintain that kind of pressure. He was going through the learning pains of being a rookie in the offseason. He went out, he trained with Adrian Peterson. He said he just kind of got his mind right. Last year, he kept comparing himself to Todd Gurley and to other running backs around the league, and I think that that just ate away at him. So this year, he's just been more confident. He's kind of known his role better. He's been more focused, and the offensive line has helped. I mean, we uh, in San Diego now, we've seen so many – players go through that offensive line that, that have been hurt time after time and, you know, every game. So th- for right now, the offensive line is somewhat healthy, and that's been a big boost for Melvin Gordon. So keeping with the offense, and let's talk about the wide receivers as well. So Travis Benjamin leads all San Diego receivers in catches right now. Do you expect that to continue? Is he a target that Phillip Rivers is going to keep going to? I do. You really see the trust that they built, and they had to build it really fast. Um, of course, Keenan Allen going down with that torn ACL took everyone by surprise, and then Danny Woodhead goes down as well, and and can't you know neither one of them are going to finish the season. So I think Phillips had to make it work, and Travis Benjamin is someone that he has built a quick trust with. You know, they worked all off season, but they had to really find it on the field, and so they have so far. Um, Dontrell Inman is another one to watch. Um, as he matures and he gets more more reps in the NFL, I think that he's a very talented player. He just sort of has to believe he can do it. So I think that that's going to come along as he matures. And then, you know, we'll see about the other ones. I mean, they, there's uh, certainly San Diego likes to throw to different receivers and running backs, and um, Dexter McCluster is one to watch, but he's a little more new. He just signed last week. So if they can build something, uh, you know, quickly, him and Phillips, then I think that he's one that yeah, I'd watch to get some more receptions as well. So the Saints are known for their offense as well. Do you foresee this being a high-scoring game then? I do. You know, there was someone on, the, on um, uh, another radio broadcast here locally that said, every time we think it's going to be high-scoring, it never is. But <laughs> I can't see this one not be high-scoring. I think both defenses have um, a little bit of, of some holes and some hurt players, and, and I think that both offenses are just so good. You know, you've got so such good quarterbacks at the heads of both offenses, and talented offenses all the way around, but I can't imagine that this doesn't turn into some high-scoring matchup, but you never know. We, we could all be wrong on that. Let me. Uh, you mentioned the defense, and you mentioned some of the injuries. One of those was Manti Teo last week. Uh, I believe he's out for the season. How does that loss affect the Chargers' defense heading into not only this game, but uh, the rest of the season? Yeah, he's, he was voted a captain this year. He has had injuries his whole career, so it was going to be a big deal for him to be able to step up this season, and he's the one who calls the plays on the field. He's the one that hears the, the plays in his headset, and he's a leader in the in the locker room. So I think that it does affect them. I think that they're a young group, and they've kind of grown up together in a sense, so I don't think it affects them as much as if Manti was, you know, five years their senior and, and – had really led them since they came into the league. They've sort of grown up together, so I think they'll carry each other. But what you want to watch on that one is his backup, um, Jatavis Brown, came in the game last week against the Colts, had a really good play, forced a fumble off Andrew Luck. And he's one that, that looks like he could be a really explosive player, uh, but he got a little hurt at the end of last week's game. So if he can't go in, 
then they've got to go next man up on that. So there's probably some questions around that inside linebacker core and who's going to be going on Sunday when they when they face the Saints. And I think that's going to affect them a little bit. Of course, the Chargers also have Joey Bosa, who was, of course, the holdout during training camp. Hasn't really played that much with the team. Also is battling a hamstring injury. Is there a chance that he plays on Sunday, or is he going to have another week or two before he gets back on the field? Yeah, he has yet to have a full week of practice where he's not limited. Um, in fact, last week he, he was limited, and this week he was limited again. I can't see him going out on the field uh, without having full practices for at least a week. I, you know, Certainly I could be wrong on that. They, they could want to test it. But he's been nursing this hamstring injury. It's still bothering him. He's never played in the preseason. He, you know, he had the holdout. So we really don't know like what he can do, and he doesn't really know what he can do. But I think that their big fear is that he's going to go out there and try to prove everyone, you know, everyone who who was upset about the holdout and it, prove, prove, try to do too much, try to prove to his teammates and the fans and himself even that he is ready for the NFL and he very well could be ready. But if he goes out on that hamstring too early, they're going to lose him for a lot longer. So I think that the big thing with him is just saving that hamstring and not going out early and then risking further injury. Another uncertainty hanging over the Chargers season is that potential for the move to L.A. How have you seen that play out through the season so far? It's interesting. Last year there was a lot more of a threat of it. I think at this point fans have sort of resigned themselves to, you know, we're going to see what happens and if, there's a vote to see if the Chargers will move downtown into downtown San Diego to build a um, complex there, and that vote is November 8th. And so it's been important for the Chargers to gain momentum for that vote. I'm, you know, it's, it's unfortunate it falls on the team, but it sort of does in some ways to build momentum and to win so that vote, voters are encouraged to go out to the, the um, ballot boxes and, and vote for this stadium if they, you know, so desire. So losing is not going to help at this point as far as that vote goes. But then again, there's a big thought in San Diego that the vote wasn't going to pass anyways. In California, you need two-thirds majority to build a stadium here, and um, that vote isn't expected in a lot of ways to pass. Uh, of course, they could get a majority vote, and, and there's all kinds of complications there, and, and that could help the Chargers, and they could stay in downtown if that happens possibly. But if that vote doesn't happen, then there's still a chance that they could go to Los Angeles or they could try again in San Diego. It seems like the NFL really wants them to stay in San Diego. I think that's more where uh, fans are right now, thinking that they're going to stay. It just might be in a different iteration than what they have planned for downtown right now. It'll be interesting to see how that one plays out, that's for sure. Um, All right, before I let you go, Annie, what are some keys for the Chargers to uh, even up their record at 2-2 and this Sunday against the Saints? Oh, They've got to finish. I mean... Right now they're building this reputation where they don't believe they can close out games. They don't believe that they can build, you know, even the biggest lead up three or three touchdowns against the Chiefs, they couldn't sustain. So I think for them it's just this belief that they've got to finish. They've got to stay fundamentally sound. Last week Phillip Rivers gave up a few a few throws that he wanted back, um, very uncharacteristic of Phillip Rivers kind of throws. And so I think he's going to be extra sharp this Sunday because of it. And then there were some guys on defense last week that were flat that just weren't giving, you know, they were honest about it. They said we weren't kind of giving everything we had. We were a little flat. So one in particular, Jason Barrett. So I think everybody is going to show up this Sunday a little bit more sharp and ready to go, trying to wash off what happened last week against Indianapolis. So for them, they just need to believe they can do it and finish the game. And that's something we haven't seen really this season a whole lot of. 
All right, that's Annie Halbrun from San Diego Union Tribune, NBC. She wears a lot of hats in the San Diego area, and we look forward to the matchup on Sunday. Annie, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me, guys. All right, we'll be back in one moment. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. This is Anthony Davis, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. It's always fun when you learn that a celebrity is a fan of your team. So when I heard that P.J. Morton was a fan of the Pelicans, I had to get him on the show. P.J. is a keyboard vocalist with the hit band Maroon 5. Grammy Award-winning songwriter, singer. I'm sure this intro doesn't do us justice. I know you do a lot of stuff, but PJ, welcome, and thank you so much for joining oh, me. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. So the question is, what yeah. don't what don't you do? I mean, you just, you just do so much. I, I mean, I wear a lot of hats. You do? Yeah, right. Producer, singer, songwriter, uh, keyboard player. Uh, yeah, but it, it's all working together for me. And uh, it's been it's been great for me. So you were born in New Orleans. You went born to Saint Augs. Born and raised, Purple Knight. Yeah, Saint Augs. And uh, yeah, I was here my whole life until I went to college. So obviously, New Orleans is such a big music place. So I'm mm-hmm. sure that's part of what inspired you to to be uh, to be in music. I know your father as well. But so, what was your biggest inspiration on why you got into music? Uh, well, initially it was my family. It was uh, I, I'm a preacher's kid, so I grew up playing in church. And uh, that's really what sparked my interest because I had uh, my whole family has always been musical. My dad's from Canada, Mm -hmm. um, but Windsor right by Detroit. So my uncle played on Motown records and all of that stuff. So the music was just all the way uh, all around. And then being in the city, it's just hard to escape, escape the culture and and the music that was here. So uh, a combination of those two really just sparked it for me so how old were you when you started to realize that man this is what i want to do when you start hearing that music from yeah. up north or even down here when did yeah. you know that okay but this is what i want to do years old yeah. is kind of when it when it when it when it uh started for me um i didn't really start playing until about 14 but eight years old is kind of when it when it started once i got that bug so yeah. so what do you prefer more the singing the producing the writing songs the pl- I mean there's so much that you do is there yeah. one that you prefer more than the um, other or you just enjoy them all Yeah I enjoy them in different ways they're all my they're all my kids yeah. you know I don't like one more than the other because you know writing and producing and making using the studio as an instrument is just so much fun and you get to you know create sounds that you couldn't maybe mm-hmm. can't create live you know um but then live you can't replace the instant gratifications mm-hmm. of, uh, uh, instant gratification of uh, of the fans you know singing it right back to you right. right there and seeing what your song how your song has affected them so 
Um, they all they all do different things for me. So you coined the phrase soulful pop. So is that how yeah. you would describe your music that you do yeah. or most of it? Yeah, I came up with that some years ago, and it was kind of my way of answering but not answering mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, people need to – they need to put your your thing in a category. It just seems like what people need to do. Um, so for me, uh, you know, pop music is just popular music. It's it's what it's a type of music that can relate to multiple types of people. And soulful music isn't genre specific either. It's mm-hmm. like just music that you can feel. Country music can be soulful. Rock music, hip hop music, so R and B music, of course. Uh, so that that's my my non genre genre. <laughs> Yeah. So you've worked with so many people, Lil Wayne, Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. uh, Manny Fresh, I mean, Juvenile. I mean, the list goes on and on. Is there a particular one song or something particular that you're proud of the most or anything that sticks out to you or any person that you stuck out with that's kind of through uh, the years that you've worked well, with? Stevie, yeah. of course, is my is my biggest. I mean, I still, I've listened to that song, I don't know, thousands of times now. Right. I've performed it so many times. But when I hear it and when I hear Stevie come on that harmonica and play, I still can't believe that Stevie Wonder is on a record with me, you know. So um, that's by far my most uh, special moment and uh, the thing that sticks out to mo- the most for me. So what are you working on now? I know you have Sticking to My Guns that's out on iTunes. Right. Um, what else are you working on right now? Uh, yeah, so Sticking to My Guns EP is out on iTunes. Of course, New Orleans. Shout out to New Orleans. Um, I did this mixtape as soon mm-hmm. as I moved back to New Orleans called Bouncing Soul, and it features Manny Fresh, Trombone Shorty, uh, Juvenile, Lil Wayne, uh, D1, Fifth Ward Weeby. Mm-hmm. So I brought New Orleans all together, um, and uh, I think it really represents our city. This mixtape, yeah. it's it mixes my soulful music with with bounce music that I grew up with. So um, got that going, and really just still on the road right now. Right. Maroon Five's on a. Uh, we just played the Smoothie King Center. Nice. Uh, yes, you did. Not long ago, we sold it out. That was a special moment right. for me to come home and do that. Um, so we've, we've just got a little more tour to go, and then I'll be here. I'll be home working on a new album in New Orleans. So You also had the album New Orleans, right? That was your 2013 yeah, one. That was, so. that was my first major label album, New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans uh, that was on Young Money, Cash Money. And, uh, yeah, it was a special album to me. Um, but now I wasn't even living in New Orleans when mm-hmm. I made that. I probably was just missing it so much that I yeah. that I did an album named that. But now I'm home, so I'm excited to create being back in this in this uh, environment. So you mentioned you played in the Smoothie King Center. Yeah. You also go to the Smoothie King Center a lot to watch Pelicans games. Oh yeah. So you, oh, yeah. have you always been the basketball fan? I know you're also a Saints fan as well. But oh, huge so- Saints fan. Uh, basketball. I'm a huge basketball fan. I mean, listen. I think. All the all basketball players want to be musicians. Musicians right. want to be ball players, right? I just stopped growing at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was a point, believe it or not, in my life where I said, "Man, am I gonna be? Am I gonna play ball or am I gonna play music?" And uh, you know, what point was got, that? That you <laughs> that was probably about seventh seventh grade, eighth okay. grade, where I was like, because that's when I stopped growing. I stopped growing yeah. in eighth grade. I was the tall guy in seventh grade, yep. and then everybody just kept passing me up. Okay. Once I, got I was always the short guy, so I feel yeah. you on that. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so by eighth grade, I was I was I was normal height, and then everybody just kept going, kept mm-hmm. going. I was like, okay, because I wanted to play ball in high school. So I guess about ninth grade is when I was like, all right, well, I guess. I guess I'm gonna just focus on this yep. music thing, and uh, but uh, always been a basketball fan. Um, I was a huge Mike, Michael Jordan fan as a kid because New Orleans didn't have a team, right. you know. And I felt like even when the Hornets came, it was a little different for me. It was like, oh, that's still not our team, right? So when we got the Pelicans, I was like, oh, I'm all in. And I was living in L.A. at the time, 
and uh, I was like, I'm I'm all in. I'm a Pelicans fan, and and I've been I've been that since day one. So I'm 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 riding with them. Were you a point guard when you were playing ball? I was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was Very point nice. guard or shooting guard. So some of them yeah. are small though. I feel like you yeah. know Mugsy Bogues back in the oh, day, man, the listen, Spud Webb. Mugsy is who gave me hope. Yeah. Man. I had Spud's <laughs> card. Like this is what this was my my last hope. But I, you know, music started to take off of me in a, such a natural way, and like it just started moving, and the girls started liking mm-hmm. me. So I was like, yeah. All right, this this will work out. <laughs> All right, so he started going to Pelicans games a few years ago when mm-hmm. the team was rebranded. I think that was a big point for everyone here in New Orleans, knowing that this is our team. Hornets went back to Charlotte. Yeah. So being in the Smoothie King Center, being there for games, what is it about the atmosphere and about the Pelicans that draws you to so many games whenever you get a chance? Well, yeah. I mean, I you know, I'm a fan of the of the game and of, of everything that surrounds the game. So I used to always love – my buddy Adam has court-sized seats at the Lakers games, okay. you know. Jack Nicholson. I always loved that environment, right. right? So, but now you have that environment, but you're you're in New Orleans, mm-hmm. so you have that music going. You got the food. You can go get the food, and um, and we we got a solid team. We got a huge star on our team, and um, I just love the energy of being able to have something that's ours and uh, rooting for him, man. It's, it's always been about that. Like I said, I've been a childhood Saints mm-hmm. fan, so I, I don't mind going through the growing pains. Right. You know what I mean? Because we end up, and then the, when the victory, when we get that victory, it's so it's so sweet because you've been riding through through all the pains. You were, you, were you part of that playoff? Were you able to go to a playoff game a couple years ago when they were here, when they made uh, it against the Warriors? Uh, no, 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 that was before I was still okay. living in L.A. So I, yeah, yeah. we got to get you a playoff appearance. That's oh, next. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm ready, man. We're going to do it. So you mentioned our superstar, Anthony Davis. What are, your, what are your thoughts? Have you had a chance to meet him, number one? And two, just the fact that, you know, we had the Pelicans, then Hornets had Chris Paul. Chris mm-hmm. goes to L.A., and you get that superstar in Anthony Davis. How great is it to kind of have that guy that not only could our fans relate to, but, you know, everyone knows uh, Everybody. around yeah, the league, what, around the world. That's what really makes you proud, you know, when, when you hear – um, and people naturally mm-hmm. talk about how much of a star he is, how important he is, and I get to know that he's ours. You know that 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 definitely makes me feel special as a fan. Um, so so I uh, I forgot the question that you asked. Oh, just about Anthony Davis. Oh, okay, about yeah. AD. Yeah. I haven't met him. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, I haven't met AD yet. Uh, besides, if my seats when I when I, my courtside seats are right behind their bench. So besides me just screaming, yeah, yeah AD. No, right. we haven't met yet. Uh, I met some of the guys. Uh, I met a couple of the guys flying into New Orleans, uh, but not okay. not Anthony yet. But I'm sure we'll meet soon and uh, link up. So, I heard he. Uh, I heard Anthony is doing some music now. Maybe doing he? some rapping and whatnot. So I did not know this. Um, I got to get him in the studio and yeah. do some music with him. We got a studio right yeah. here. I know your studio is a lot better than my studio, but <laughs> yeah. we, we can start here if yeah. we need to. Yeah, maybe we can cut some stuff in here. But I get him to Morton Record Studio and uh, yeah. and we and we get we get some tracks laid down. I like it. I like yeah. it. So could we consider you like the Jack Nicholson of the Pelicans, as far as you know the the guy that's always yeah. there and rooting this for the team? This is what I want. This yeah. is what I want to be. I've okay. been waiting for this my whole life. So I. I am. You can consider me the Jack of the Pelicans. I would, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm we cor- did it. We, 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 we got we it. We coined it today. It's done. Absolutely. <laughs> so what, what do you think about this year? I know the team struggled last year, yeah. um, did not make the playoffs. A lot of injuries, though, kind of sure. preventing this team. You know, there's still a couple injuries to deal with this year, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's a there's, there's some optimism. One, it's a fresh start, but I feel like some of the pieces on this team fit with what Alvin Gentry wants to go what are your thoughts on this year's team yeah I think that's what it was last year for sure I mean we started out with 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 a lot of injuries mm-hmm. a lot of people 
who was supposed to be the core of what started, you know. So I think with having some of those people back, um, I feel good. I mean, I'm I'm ready to rock. I think uh, we picked up some some cool people uh, recently. Yeah, uh, buddies, you know. So there's some hope. There's some hope, and uh, I feel like we could. I feel like we can compete, man. So Adam's a big Laker fan. Huge. They Laker. they haven't been doing too well either. They have not. No. Do, do you all talk basketball on on the road? Do you all trash talk a little bit. I know there's no oh, yeah. really rivalry between the Lakers and Pelicans, yeah, but still same conference and they still play yeah, each other three or four sure. times a year. No, we talk we talk basketball a lot. In fact, we get to play on these courts. Well, Pelicans practice court is not close to the ring, right. but um, in most of these markets, we go and play on the practice okay. courts. Um, and we play against each other, so we're always talking junk about basketball. He he's had to be kind of quiet these these yeah. last couple of years with the Lakers. It's not been much talk, uh, but yeah, we always find a way to, to talk some trash. So I just can't wait till the Pelicans are really beating up on the Lakers. Yep. I actually got to go to that Kobe's last game against last game in New Orleans. Okay, um, during so Mardi Gras too. Fun. So that yeah. was that was yeah, a lot yeah of that fun. was fun to see. Um, but yeah, hopefully we we get some better rivalries going on, and so we can beat up on the Lakers. I'm sure he's pretty sad to see Kobe go. Oh yeah, very. I mean, mm-hmm. he's huge. He's when I say I can't even stress that enough. Yeah. Like he's a born and raised in L.A. He's he's been going to those games since he was a kid. So do you beat him on the basketball court when you all play? We get down. We yeah. get busy. Yeah, we we trade off. Okay. I mean, Adam's a good basketball yeah. player. Um, but so am I. You know. Yeah. So yeah, we we trade off. We uh, trade off. I like it. I don't want to hurt my my lead singer. So no. We, yeah. Sometimes I gotta let him win, man. You okay. Know? <laughs> Keep the ego up there yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I gotta gotta. I want him to perform. You know. I like it. So yeah. you mentioned the tour mm-hmm. kind of took a little break, but now back on yes, the team. Uh, Adam's new baby, Dusty Rose, new baby girl, Daddy. Welcome to the world. Congratulations to Adam Levine on that. Um, but yeah, we're about to hit it hit it again. So short. Uh, Short maternity leave, paternity leave for him. All right. Yeah. So for fans that want to follow you on Twitter or social media or your website, what's best for them? So then they can find out whenever you're at a Pelicans game, they can come by and say hello. Yes, please come by and say hello. I'm at PJ Morton on all on everything at PJ M-O-R-T-O-N. Um, on Facebook is the PJ Morton. Okay. Um, and website is pjmortononline.com. So Perfect. I'm out there. Come and holler at me. Can't wait to see you at the games. I'll make sure to stop by and say hello. Yeah, please do, man. All right, singer, songwriter, producer, keyboardist, vocalist. Too much stuff. Too yeah. much stuff. <laughs> but most importantly, Pelicans fan, PJ Morton with us. Don't forget pjmortononline.com, and uh, don't forget sticking to my guns out on iTunes as well. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. New coffee high-protein smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. 
Hey fans, on Saturday, October 1st, cheer on your Pelicans as they play their first preseason game of the season against the Dallas Mavericks at the Century League Center in Bossier City. Ticket prices start at just $15 and can be purchased from the Century Link Center box office, www.ticketmaster.com, by phone at 800-745-3000 or at any authorized Ticketmaster outlet. For more, be sure to visit shreveport-bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. All right, great way to end the week. Great conversation with P.J. Morton from Maroon 5, big Pelicans fan. We look forward to seeing him at the Smoothie King Center this season. Annie Halbrun with a great preview of Saints and Chargers, and hopefully the Saints will get win number one on Sunday in San Diego. Drew Brees' return, can you believe it? It's been, boy, almost 12 years since Drew Brees Played a game in San Diego. Now this is the first time he's coming back. I'm sure he'll be amped up. He always is, but I'm sure a little bit of extra motivation against his former team on Sunday. That's for sure. All right, details on the Pelicans and Mavericks tomorrow night. No television, but you can hear it locally locally on 99.5 WRNO and the Pelicans Radio Network. Pre-game with myself will start at 6.30, and I'll be filling in for Sean Kelly tomorrow night. I'll be on the call along with Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com. We'll have that for you starting at 7 so that's how you can listen to the game. Remember, no TV, so you're basically stuck with us. But we'll have some fun on the broadcast tomorrow. Of course, we'll have a shoot-around update for you tomorrow morning. You can hear that or watch that on pelicans.com and the Pelicans mobile app. All right, that'll do it for today's show. And until Monday, I'm Daniel Salerson. Go Saints and go Pelicans. And thanks for listening to the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.